It's waiting for you already. It's bought and paid for with his own blood. But I tell you what, there's a lot of empty chairs still at that table. And he's called us to go out into the highways and the byways and compel the people to come in that all these empty chairs get filled. Now, there may be some folks out there and you're watching online. I'm thankful for that. But folks, there's no place better than being in the house of the Lord. And it's the ones who are planted in the Lord and planted in his house and planted deep roots in his word. They're the ones that are not going to be shaken loose in the last days. Because there's crazy things going on in the world. But see, if we're planted in the house, it's not just about what you receive from the church. You know, we get the word. We get, you know, good teaching. We get good worship. We get good prayer. But it's what you give to others in the church that makes you a strong and, and fruitful believer. Amen? So let's think about that. I'm going to go down. Hallelujah. And I'm going to ask our faithful sound crew, they'll put that PowerPoint, the first one that says Stillwater uh, Check Report. And um, today, before I go into the pictures from Check, and, and we have some great news, we're, we're going to Malawi, or I'm, I'm heading on actually July 28th to Malawi for a two-week mission. Um, the Lord has opened doors, even in the midst of COVID, we were ministering into people in Malawi through the internet and now we've got an invitation and I'm going to explain that more later so um, the Lord has given Tommy and I a new missions um, organizational name we are now Revival Missions International we've been serving in Europe for 28 years but now God is opening doors beyond Eastern Europe to go into Africa and we're sowing seeds also in India in an orphanage there and the, the key scriptures that Tommy and I got was, Truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Amen? That's everywhere. God's glory is being poured out. We're seeing it. So many people, even in the Middle East, in, in Iran, in China, in India, there's so many people coming to Jesus. But we've got to be enthused and excited because that ministry is right here in Stillwater. And every one of you are part of that. And every one of you has got somebody who's waiting for an invitation to that empty chair at the Father's table. Amen? So the word says, shout for joy, O heavens, and rejoice, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on the afflicted. Amen? And how he has that compassion is by the church doing what New Covenant does. I'm so thankful for you all because you've been faithful even through the difficulties of COVID. I mean, our church in Czech, we were shut down almost six months in the last calendar year from the COVID shutdown. And then when they opened up, let us open up, they only let us have 10% of their capacity, which is 15 people. So we had several meetings a week, but it's hard to move forward with only 15 people in the church. And then they don't give online. They only give in the offerings. So the offerings get crunched. It was a tough year for the churches in Czech and Slovakia. But see, God is faithful. And we saw people still coming to 
the Lord even in the midst of that. And I'm going to show you some pictures. Just three weeks ago, we baptized 14 new believers, all that got saved during the COVID time. Amen. So even though it's a mess in the world, we are, are getting encouraged because we're planted in the house of God's protection and his spirit of renewal and revival. Amen? <clears throat> so we look now at Psalm 92, verse 10 through 15. It says, but you have exalted my horn. I like that verse because I'm a trumpet guy, you know. <clears throat> but I don't exalt myself. I exalt the good news of God's acclaim. Amen? And it, it says, we are strong like a wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil. Now, David wrote this psalm. He got a, a fresh oil of anointing on him to do the work that he was called to do. Everybody, put your hand on your heart right now and say this with me. Say, I have been anointed with fresh oil by the Holy Spirit. I'm oiled up. I'm well lubricated. I'm not dry. I'm not slow. I'm moving in the Holy Spirit with fresh oil. Amen. Hallelujah. And this continues. He says, the righteous person will flourish like the palm tree. And I love palm trees. You know, they look so beautiful swaying in the breeze. You know, when we go to Italy, sometimes Tommy and I get to go on a vacation. And uh, the palm trees down there on the ocean are so beautiful. And they, they're always full of life. He says, we'll be like those palm trees, flexible. You notice when the hurricane comes, the palm trees, they go every which way. But they don't break because they're flexible and they're strong. And see, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be broken. <laughs> and if you're flexible, the enemy can't break you off from the church, can he? Because you don't let people get you riled up, because we're not here just serving people. We're here serving Jesus. Amen? And he says, he will grow like a cedar <coughs> excuse me, in Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. And they will flourish in the courtyards of our God. They will still yield fruit in advanced age. They will be full of sap and very green to declare that the Lord is just. He is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. Hallelujah. So I'm getting a little bit older. I'm, I'm 60 something. <laughs> but God has renewed my strength. He's given me strength like that, that young ox. And he's given me fresh oil. Amen. I'll talk about that more later. Let's go down to the next slide. So the Lord, these are some of the young people. Five of those just got baptized three weeks ago. And see, this is why God renews us and gives us fresh oil, because we need to reach the next generation and help them get rooted in the house of God. Or Christianity will fade from public view and cultural relevance. We won't have influence if we don't reach that younger generation. I was, I was so glad when Courtney was up singing today. That just blessed me. You know, I, I heard her sing a few years ago, but she's come a long way. And I never heard you play the, the, gym, or the beatbox before. That was great. I have heard Steve play. Where is Steve? There he is. But I can see 
he, he's got fresh oil in there. He was playing some good stuff. He inspired me. <laughs> Thank you, brother. But see, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit more mature in age. But see, God is still using us. Because we just make ourselves available. What can God do with you? Well, the word says we need to shake off those unnecessary weights and sins that slow us down and help the young people to do the same. And this was a youth outing at a lake. It's a reservoir lake. And like I said, five of those just got baptized. Now let's go to the next slide. We're going to talk a little bit more about planted. Uh, Ephesians three sixteen to 18. If you have your Bibles, you're welcome to read along with me. In fact, <coughs> I'm... I'm I'm going to just read off of that for now. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that you, being rooted and grounded in love. Everybody say that with me. Rooted and grounded in love. Because that is the main thing. Jesus said, you shall know they are my disciples because they have what? Love one for another. And what people need to know is not all our Bible knowledge. It's good to have Bible knowledge. But if it's not mixed with love, it comes across as just cold doctrinal religious dogma. But see, if if they know you for your love, that's what's going to draw them to the kingdom. Amen? They need to know us that we are rooted in love. That means nothing can push us out of that love with other people in the church or relationships at work, family situations. We need to be rooted and grounded, solidly planted in love for Jesus, first of all. And then if we're in strong love with that relationship, he's going to make it easier to love everybody else. And then he says... Excuse me. <clears throat> We've driven 4,500 miles in the last three weeks just doing a quick itineration, and I'm a little bit road weary, so <laughs> bear with me. Okay, he says that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled to all the fullness of God. Now, doesn't that sound wonderful? Everybody look at your neighbor and says, you're going to be filled with the fullness of God. Tell him that. Amen. Now, that's, that sounds almost too good to be true, but it's written there because that was Paul's expectation for us. To be filled with the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. To be people who are prophetically moving and speaking words of life and knowledge and freedom. And like that beautiful freedom. It's who I am. People need to be released in the freedom of the Holy Ghost to be who they really are. Amen. Hallelujah. Now go to the next slide. So John 15 connects that fruitfulness to the love of Christ. And he he says we got to stay grounded in our love relationship with Christ and abide in his words daily. And I was supposed to bring a painting and I forgot it back at the apartment. That's okay. I had a painting. You can imagine it. 
and it's got grapes, beautiful, all different colors, all different sizes and shapes, but it's all coming from one vine. And see, every one of you is that living fruit of the Spirit, but we've got to stay connected to the vine of Jesus. Amen? And we've got to stay connected to that supply of the living water of the Spirit that's flowing through those vines every day. So let's go in our Bibles now to John 15, 1 uh, through 4. And uh, all you at home, get your Bibles and sharpen up your swords today. Hallelujah. John 15, verse 1 through 4. Okay. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Now, see, a a branch has to be cleaned of the dead things on it. You know, and, and if you have tomatoes, did anybody grow tomatoes here? And you know you got to clip off those suckers, those little branches that come out of the joints because they just suck life out of the plant, but they don't produce fruit. And God says, now, I'm going to come and I'm going to cut those dead things little gently at a time. He's not hurting us. It may hurt our flesh a little bit to have those dead things cut off. But I want us to think today, are there maybe some dead things that aren't really fruit-bearing in our life that the Lord Jesus would like us to just snip off so that we can bear more fruit. And I've had to do some big snipping. I mean, COVID, that was a big snipping on the whole church. (laughs) But after that pruning, we see, I've seen people more hungry for the things of God in Czech Republic. People that weren't listening aren't listening. Like I said, we had 14 people at that baptism. It was miraculous. We'll see that picture in a little bit. But it says we get, oh, thank you. See, there's my son. What a good guy. Now, here's this painting. It was painted about seven years ago. Some of you know Candy Clarkson. And I was preaching, and she, during the preaching right here at New Covenant, she painted this painting because I was was speaking about bearing much fruit in the Holy Ghost. Now, my message is different today, but... Here's all these different beautiful colored grapes. All of them have a different taste to them. All of them have a different personality, a little bit different DNA, but they're all coming from the same vine that gives life and health and growth. How strong is your connection to that vine today? I mean, folks, we need to be clinging to that vine. We need to be rooted and grounded in that vine so that we can all together grow up. And here's the whole church together. Every different kind of taste, all those different beautiful grapes, you know, different ethnic backgrounds, different lifestyles, different talents and abilities, but all together making this beautiful cluster of grapes that is so attractive to our world. Because the world they have, it's trying to offer stuff that isn't real. (laughs) It's offering materialism and, you know, the wealth of this world and fancy cars. But all that stuff is going to burn. This is the fruit that remains. God's souls. 
And that's what we need to be focused on. And if we're abiding in that vine, that's why Jesus connected us to the vine. Because he wants us to go as living fruit. That people partake of us and they hear and taste that the Lord is good. Amen. Everybody say, the Lord is good. good. Do people taste that goodness of the Lord when they come close to your life? So I'm going to set this here because I want us to think about this more as we study the word. Okay, so now in verse 8 through 10 of the same chapter, we see that God actually connects the fruitfulness in our life to how well we're loving and being grounded in his word. This is very important now. This is verse 8 through 10. I, I, I think I actually skipped 8, so I'm going to read it here. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Everybody say, bear much fruit. Not a little. But how do we bear much fruit? Well, he tells us right here in these next couple verses. He says, just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. That's the key to fruitfulness, is that we are living daily, getting showered in that love and being thankful to Jesus because he loved us so much he died for us. He loved us so much he endured the cross. He endured the whip and the thorns and the nails in his hands because he loved us. When he was hanging on that cross, he was looking at you. And he said, i got to do it because I want my son and my daughter forever. And if this is what it takes, and he loved us this much. Hallelujah. Now, Last verse, he said, if you keep my commandments, what's that? If you, if you keep, if you abide in his word. See, we got to be not just planted in his love and his grace, but we also need to be planted in his word. So the word helps cleanse us. Like I said, that, that vine, some vine dresser came and clipped off all the dead branches off of there. So it's healthy. And the word is what he says, you have been made clean. You've been pruned because of the word which I have spoken to you. That was back in verse 3. See, it's the word that helps us discern the dead things that need to be cut off. Are you spending a little bit too much time on the Internet and not enough in the word? Do you check out the social media before you check out your message from heaven every day? Are you spending a little bit too much time on maybe it's a sport thing or maybe it's a fishing thing or maybe it's a, you know, some attraction that makes you feel good. But see, if it's, if it's not leading you closer to Jesus, it needs to cut you. I mean, it needs to be pruned. It doesn't mean, no, yeah, you can still do your sports. You can still have your, you know, antique car in the garage and work on that you can you know still do the things you like to do but god says i just want to prune back so you don't get out of balance amen and so you'll bear more fruit he says 
If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy will be in you and that your joy will be made full. Amen? Because we get joy in our life when we're bearing fruit. It's wonderful to bear fruit. Fruit that remains. Not fruit that just is here a little bit, but the fruit that lasts forever. And I'm going to show you some of that fruit now because you've sown in it. Go to the next one. Now this is, we had a big party. Um, that's Dan, the blonde-headed guy with the mic and some of the kids. We have this outdoor center called Podskali, where Tommy and I have lived for the last 12 years. Michael has been there a number of times and helped us with all kinds of things. And the people on the right side, a lot of those are the ones who just got born again over this year of COVID. And what we did is we bring people out to Podskali and we'd have special dinners for like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's party, um, Easter party. And then we had this outdoor thing because we finally could open again starting in June. So on June 19th, we had a baptism for 14 people at the lake. And then we brought our band outside. Some of you look... There's Hones, our big bass player. He's been with us since 1994, and he's still playing with us. And what a blessing uh, to see faithfulness in the house of God. And so we had this celebration and uh, great joy in the family of Christ. Go to the next one, please. And even during this COVID, these n- new people are coming to the Lord through this Doom. It's called Asylum House, which it's for mostly single mothers who either had abuse, uh, their husbands maybe abandoned them, um, some of their husbands are in prison, and a lot of them are Roma people, and Roma people are the ones who are the most um, affected by prejudice and discrimination in all of Europe. They say the discrimination against the Roma, which is gypsy people, in Czech and Slovakia is the worst example of discrimination in all of Europe. And that's the truth. And I just, I, I did my master's work. Um, I was going to Asbury uh, Seminary in Kentucky online, and I'd go twice a year for intensive courses. I just finished it last year, but my thesis was about um, the body of Christ confronting that devil of prejudice, which we know it's, it's been working a lot in America, too. But see, Jesus is the way to overcome that. Amen? And so we've come to these dear single moms. And th- this lady, you can see the guy in the sort of purple shirt. That's Robert. He's 70, but he's doing something for the kingdom. He drives our church van, one of our two vans that goes to the Azalovi Doom every week, a couple times a week. And during COVID, even when we were close, we were bringing him food, shoes, clothing, and the joy of the Lord. Well, what happened? The whole family got saved. <laughs> and then their families started leading other people that aren't in Oslo Doom. And so um, we, we've helped them. And now some of them, you can see in the lower left, they're singing with me. And th- those girls have joined our praise and worship team. And so they're already producing fruit and multiplying. And Robert, he's very... Con- um, committed to helping them get back in school because they've been in this Oslo v. Doom system. Every year they moved to another town, and they were very inconsistent. So we helped Marta, this mother with four kids, to get a job 
in a, it's like a nursing facility. And then she was able to get a lodging, an apartment for her whole family. And this is the first time in nine years they've had their own apartment. They've been in this charity house, which is not a nice place. And so she's got a job. Her kids are all enrolled in school now. And it's completely changed the future for that family. Hallelujah! Now see, this is what the kingdom is all about. And see, the kingdom of God is within you. But you've got to take that kingdom and use that kingdom mentality to bring people out of every form of bondage, prejudice, discrimination, and the darkness that this world tries to place on people. Amen? We need to be vessels of life. And so uh, I'm so happy that we've been able to see growth, and I, I expect even more to happen. Now, Dan is our pastor. He'd been our assistant for many years, and we just this year turned the church over to him because I'm going to show you in a minute. God's opened a door for us now to go to Malawi, and it's very exciting, but there's a lot of hurting people there too. So go to the next one. Um, this is our Podskali celebration again. And we were celebrating with klobasa, which is like Polish sausage, American hamburgers. Of course, that's a big hit. And then kolachi, which is like a, you can see those pastries down there in the front that Marcella, the lady in green, made. And I was also celebrating. I finally finished my degree. You know, I had a master's in education, but I was, you know, I used to be a band and choir teacher. But um, I just finished up my theological um, degree with an emphasis in intercultural studies. And uh, I'm so excited because even in my 60s, I'm seeing God sharpening me. And I believe the next 20 years are going to be the best ministry of my life. Amen. Amen. I believe it because God wants us to be sharpened. Every one of us, there's things he wants you to do. And I had to cut some things out of my life, you know, less time putzing around the internet, you know, less time maybe doing some musical things that I like to do, but I had to focus on that degree because that's helping me to have a broader and deeper understanding of the word and then apply it in love so that more people can come to Jesus. And so that I can communicate in a language that people can understand in our day and age. Because I can't speak the same way in the Billy Graham era of 20 years ago. Now we've got to present the gospel in, in, it's still the same gospel. It's still, we still preach salvation, repentance from sin, and being born again and cleansed by the Holy Spirit. Amen? But we've got to preach it in a way that becomes relevant and understandable to the people of the 21st century. Amen? And then we bear much fruit. Go on to the next one. <clears throat> so our ministry center now, we have a new family that's moving in uh, in August. And it's a man with four children. He leads King's Kids, which is a national movement in Czech. And it's also run by Assembly of God in America and they cooperate with YWAM. So he'll be doing discipleship training courses for future children's leaders. And then he'll have children's camps, which I was praying, you know, somebody that can help us continue. Because we've done camps since 1999. <laughs> and we've done many camps. But we wanted someone who can carry on that vision so I would be released to go on to these new steps like Malawi and other places. 
So he's coming next month, and Tommy and I are very excited. And Tommy will be staying because she shouldn't be in Malawi because you'll see it's a pretty rough place. But um, she's, you know, helping keep, keep an eye on the place and keep things moving on a straight line. Amen. Next. Is that the last one? No. For 12 years, it served the body of Christ, I said, in camps, concerts, special meals, and evangelisms. But we're so glad that it's going to continue in that ministry because, you know, we've invested a lot of our lives to build this center, which can be a life-giving place in the midst of Eastern Czech Republic. Next. And so despite these COVID shutdowns, I've still been able to go out and there's been windows where they opened up the churches. So I got to go to the Slovak Methodist, it's a spirit-filled Methodist church in Slovakia where we were doing a seminar on how to effectively witness to your friends for Jesus. And then last summer, Tommy and I got to minister at the summer camp. We have a family camp in Czech where we had 150 people. It was great. And, you know, get to share the gospel but also have a lot of fun playing games and going for hikes and being in God's nature. Next one. And this is our discipleship training where we are doing um, a youth celebration with International Food Night, and we are teaching on the power and purpose of the blood covenant. So as we partake in communion with Christ through the bread and the wine, we see how we become one with him. And that's really an important message. Amen? Now I'm going to ask you, brother, if you'll put up that other one about Malawi, and I'm going to close with this because I'm very excited But, you know, some of you have connections with other ministries in Malawi and Southeast Africa. But this is a new step that the Lord has given us um, over the last two years. I have another Czech pastor. uh, His name's Yurka. And we've been gathering every month for three years to meet with other pastors. And that's Yurka in 2019. That was his last visit. And I was supposed to go with him last year. But COVID shut the whole thing down. The the borders were closed. But he went there in 2019. And this is their church. It's near um, Tangani, Malawi, which is the very southern part. It's right down on the Mozambique border. We'll show you where it is in a minute. You can go to the next one. So they have about 80 places in their local church. And they have the men in one meeting, and then the women in another, and then the children in another every Sunday because they can't all fit in the building at once. And so uh, my Czech friend and I have been praying, and I I sowed seeds. Uh, What he did was go down there and help start micro-business startups because the economy is so broken. And I'm really interested in that because God wants to minister to the whole man, spiritual, psychological, and emotional and financial and every area of well-being in our physical in our relationships in our family it's all part of being whole in christ amen and so we we don't want to just give them a fish we want to teach them how to fish so this is um after the great commission all authority has been given in heaven on earth to Jesus, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have taught you. For I am with you always, even to the end of the age. 
And folks, every one of us is called to either be a goer or a sender in that great commission. Now, I've been going for 28 years nonstop. Tommy and I have been there since 1993, and this church has been supporting us since the year 2000. And that is remarkable because so many other churches, when the times got tough, they just dropped us. But New Covenant has stayed solid, and I appreciate that. And folks, you got to know, this is the difference between staying on the field and having to throw in the towel. And I, you know, I was really wondering after I graduated from college, well, maybe I'll go back to the Americas and start a church or do something there. And the Lord said, no, Mark, I've trained you up and trained you and Tommy in apostolic ministry, and you need to go for it. Just keep on. Amen? And so go to the next slide. This is my next step. We're, we're leaving on the 28th of July, and we're going to this Malawi mission for two weeks, and you can see the typical type of family home. They're simple mud brick huts with thatched roof and mud floors, no running water. Most of them have no electricity. Those ones behind the kids are the nicest ones in that community. And so there's many people with unemployment, poor diet, lack of medical care. And so it's a very fragile existence. Go to the next one. So Malawi is in the southeast corner of Africa. Got Tanzania to the north, Zambia and Zimbabwe to the west. And then just to the south is Mozambique. And we're right down there in the southern tip is where we're going, which is the poorest part of the nation because it's, it's quite dry. But the problem is the Muslims have moved into Zimbabwe, I mean into Mozambique, because they found oil. <laughs> and so... They're trying to take advantage of those financial uh, channels. And they killed 1,800 people last year in Mozambique, most of them Christians. And so we have to go and build up a strong Christian community because the best way to stop Muslim encroachment is through bringing people to Jesus. Amen? So we're going to be doing evangelism. We're going to be doing those uh, micro-business and economic startup plans. And then we're going to be doing leadership training and ongoing training through Zoom. And uh, Eureka and I are very, we've been praying. We're very excited about what God's going to do. Go to the next one, please. So this is the goals on this trip. And I'm asking all of you, please pray. Now, I, I put some newsletters out on the table out there. Just take the newsletter home, read it, and you can get on our mailing list. My email address is brunerslovakia at hotmail.com. It's on the email on that newsletter. Just write a quick email, and I'll send you our prayer update and our regular newsletter. And this is the goals that we need you to pray, to provide a new sound system, keyboard, and have future outreaches that they can carry on when we're not there because their sound system is totally trashed. So we're going to be doing evangelism in three districts. And we need your favor to get this. I already bought the sound system. It's a really good one and a keyboard too. But we got to pray that I'll get it through the customs there because sometimes the customs is not exactly honest. And they see an American coming and think, oh, and they call it American tax. And so we got to pray for favor. Um, I had right here in Stillwater already five computers donated. 
And if you have a working laptop, I still need more because the teachers in the schools have nothing. They have no laptop, and neither do the pastors. So, you know, I'm going to bring stuff, air freight. I'm going to be taking laptops for the pastors and some of the school teachers there. And if you have a laptop that's in good working order, um, I'll put it to good use. (laughs) And the next thing is we're doing a church conference, and attendees from 14 churches, this lead pastor Peter Fungunani is a leader over 14 churches, and they were started by Open Door Ministries, uh, and his father had a relationship with Brother Andrew, who also smuggled Bibles into Czech and Slovakia in the communist era. But anyway, Open Door had to drop their support because of the crash in finances in 2008, and then his father went through some health issues, and he died. So now this younger man, Peter, has taken over. Peter is the one we're in contact, and he's got 14 churches under his authority, and he needs help, and he needs resources. So that's why it's important that you pray that these delegates from the 14 churches will come and get excited and get stirred up and get back to their cities and evangelize. Uh, Next, we're going to do leadership and discipleship training seminars and pastoral development, which I said we're going to do on an ongoing basis through Zoom. Because they, they don't have TVs, they don't have laptops, but a lot of them have phones. So we can connect with them uh, through Zoom just by a regular telephone. And then we're doing these micro-industry startups. And you can see the lady on the right has a pair of goats. And that's what I helped Yerka do. He bought 15 goat pairs at that main church in Tangani. And the goats... You know, the mom and dad goat have babies, and then they get more milk. And then the goat babies also start having babies. And then pretty soon you have more than enough milk for your family so you can make goat cheese and yogurt and sell it and have an income. And this is going very well. So we're going to buy more goat pears for other churches. And then we have a greenhouse project. One of the guys I met at Asbury um, Seminary has a project where he'll give us a $500 grant and we buy the equipment to make a low-level greenhouse. It's, it's you know, uh, stands about three feet tall and it has panels that open up when it rains, but then at night you shut it and what it does is it keeps the critters out, keeps the bugs out, and the, the problem is they can't afford fencing and so the neighborhood cows and water buffalo and whatever's around tramples half the crop and then it doesn't yield fruit. And I'm going to be talking to Robert today about how to have some chicken uh, farming because their main crop is maize. And Robert says, yeah, maize is the best chicken feed there is. So um, you pray that we'll, you know, God will give us wisdom in that. But anyway, the greenhouse project, um, I can buy the materials there, but we have to train them in how to do it, you know, with the right fertilizer, composting, and, you know, the, there is not a, close water source so eventually we need to dr- build, drill a well there because <laughs> they have to carry everything now like two kilometers it is it's it's tough anyway um building relationships then with area pastors and strengthening mentorship i'm very big on mentorship and then we have a school project to connect with the Czech school where Yerka, Yerka is also a teacher, and he's gotten school materials or doing a fundraising drive at his local school. And he teaches English and German, and then they're going to connect with the, the local school teachers there. 
because you'll see they really need help. Okay, go to the next one. <clears throat> so this is their main uh, food source. Is they're, they're making a big uh, pot of corn or maize meal, and then they put different vegetables and a little bit of meat, um, whatever they can find, and, and that's their main food source. And, you know, it's healthy, but they need to have those other things to broaden their scope of, you know, uh, a healthy and balanced diet. Next. <clears throat> and so this is how challenging the daily life women imagine. You know, you have to do everything by hand. There's a lady with the plate full of beans, and she's going to mash them and make like, you know, what we call refried beans. But she has to mash those beans down all by hand. And you have to carry the water, like I said, about two miles away. There's a lady. She's got that big bucket of water, and she's balancing it on her head. And I'm thinking, how do they do that? But if you do it every day for your whole life, I guess you get good at it. And here's a young boy with a, a hoe. There's no rototillers. There's no tractors. There's, there's no money for any mechanized equipment. Everything's done by hand. So we have to go there and... and figure out ways to help them maximize the local um, materials and, and try to build up micro-businesses so that there is a way for them to get an income. And I believe the Holy Ghost, He's the one who gives witty inventions. Amen? And uh, <clears throat> we just saw a, a, a friend of mine, actually Michael, my son, bought this, um, it's a tablet cover that he bought that was made by a, a young boy from Uganda who was in an orphanage there, he, he, he came out as a refugee where they were, you know, trying to put young boys into that um, Lord's uh, Liberation Army or whatever it is. It's, it's a revolutionary front in Uganda, and they were forcing young boys into the army at like the age of 12. And this boy was rescued out of it, and now he makes these fabric covers with Velcro traps. They're nice, but inside the little package... With the lap or the tablet cover was a picture of that young boy from Uganda and a little bit of his story. And I'm thinking that would be an awesome thing that we could train, but we're going to have to get the materials and you know some sort of sewing machine. But see, these are those woody inventions God can give to us. And if you pray, God's going to do it. Amen. Because that's why He puts us together in the body of Christ. And you know. Even though they don't have modern conveniences, they are children of God. And we need to care that that nation is a strong Christian nation. I do not want to hear that Malawi fell over to the Muslim false doctrines. You know, some of the Muslims are nice people, but their doctrine isn't pure un until they really understand Isa. You know, Jesus is, is the Son of God. And so we, we need to get there and teach the truth about who is Jesus, root them and ground them in the love of God, and make sure they're standing strong in Him. And that country's going to change for the better. Right now it's the third poorest nation on earth per capita. We need to change that. Amen? So I'm going to close with this last verse. If you have your Bibles, go to... Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7. Are you getting anything out of this today? Hallelujah. I'm so glad. It's wonderful to be with you all today. Colossians chapter 2 
I'm going to back up so we get a little context there. And uh, verse 6 through 7. Okay. It says, actually, I'm going to go back in little 5. He says, I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. Stability. That means rooted. And that's what I want you all to take home today. Are you strongly stable and rooted in Jesus today? Are you stable and rooted in his word? And most of all, are you rooted and grounded in his love? Because he loves you so much. And you can never, ever get away from that love. He loves you forever. But just, there's more. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, I'm in verse 6 now, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with thanksgiving. Now the NLT version, it says, let your roots grow deep down into him and let your lives be built up on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth which you were taught, that you may overflow with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Let's all stand right now. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, I pray right now in your holy name that you will help everybody grow down strong roots into you, that they're rooted and grounded in love, planted in the house of the Lord, and standing strong on Jesus. I thank you their vine is like this picture right here. They're healthy, bearing fruit. They've pruned off the dead branches that don't lead to life, and they're becoming strong, healthy, mature fruit, full of that living water flowing from the Spirit of God within their innermost being. Lord, let that river of life come flowing up today in every person in this room and those listening online. Lord Jesus, I pray that they will know who they are in Christ and fulfill that divine calling that's specifically made in them. And that the imagio dei, the image of Christ in them, will become strong and vibrant and so visible that everybody around them says, hey, I want what you have. Jesus, be glorified in all of us today. In your name we pray. Amen.